for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Yes, it is. Here at Rosie on the House, we do everything we can to become every Arizona homeowner's best friend. And Romy has been chasing me like a chicken chasing a June bug to get the YouTube up, active, and operating. And I thought, well, how many people are going to be on YouTube? I don't know. We need to. Last month, the Rosie on the House YouTube channel had 26,000 minutes of watching by 16,000 people. Romy, you're, you're a genius. And a part of this year is going to be building that out. So a lot of the information we talk about is going to be available for you to watch it on video in short little two and three minute bits on YouTube. We did a presentation last weekend at the Saba, Southern Arizona Home Builders Association Home Show, where we gave a demonstration on things most homeowners, Arizona homeowners, do wrong. And we listed that under five different categories. And Romy filmed the entire presentation. Well, that's going to be our next YouTube post. So Rosie on the House has its own YouTube channel, which I said we never needed, which apparently is being used quite a lot. We have our website, rosieonthehouse.com. We've been broadcasting this Saturday morning radio show for 34 years. Every question we're asked gets posted to that website with the answer. That website is like a free encyclopedia of information on how to live, maintain, repair, remodel your Arizona home. And it's free to you, the Arizona homeowner. We send out about 20,000 newsletters every single Thursday by subscription only to homeowners who want to know what are we going to be covering on air this particular Saturday? What special offers are any of our Rosie on the House partners offering that's available only through the newsletter? And then we do a screening of Rosie on the House service providers that has proven for 13 years in a row to be the number one trusted homeowner resource in the entire state of Arizona, and the number one reader's choice for homeowners resource in Pima County. We're proud of all those accomplishments, and we work hard to bring you the kind of information it takes to stay your friend. So, I get a letter from APS. I'm an APS customer in both my homes and, um, and our rental property. Uh, and the headline of the letter says, Changes are coming. So what's, what's the first thing, what's your first reaction when your utility company sends you a letter that says changes are coming? You gasp. You say, oh, no. Hey, this is good news, folks. This is really good news. So to help us talk through the changes that are coming through APS, we've got Mrs. Carrie Carnes, the manager of customer technology. Now, if I could have a job at APS, that's the job I would want. It's absolutely fun. Yeah. It's, it's a good time to have this role, that's for sure. Oh, it is. So y'all have some great news for your 
customers. Absolutely, Rosie, we do. So last year, the Arizona Corporation Commission actually voted to shorten the on-peak period. So we've got those changes will be rolling out in the coming months for customers. So that's what that letter is all about, making sure that we're raising customer awareness, that those changes are coming, shortening the on-peak period from 3 to 8 to 4 to 7 p.m. I mean, that's huge. That's correct. Um, those of you listeners that have adopted the technique of supercooling means now you can cool two hours longer every day. That's right. That's right. And for those super coolers, I know you're you're one of the biggest fans of super cooling, right? I, I super cool my home as well. I have I'm a customer, an APS customer as well. I have a time of use with demand rate. Um, and I've always been a proponent of supercooling as well. And so the good news, if you're if you are a fan of supercooling like Rosie and I are, it's gonna be easier to ride through those on peak paths. That on peak oh, period, right? Oh. As opposed to trying to squeak through five hours, now you, you've got only three hours. So it'll be a bit easier for customers to manage. You know, one of the things uh, I do uh, to try and stay every Arizona homeowner's best friend is when I'm giving offers and people don't know who I am, uh, I, I, I play with them, you know, and they offer me this and that and this and that to cut my energy bill. And uh, before I tell them who I am, I say, well, if I sent you my energy bill, um, why don't you analyze it and tell me how much you're really going to save me? And then they get my energy bill in the middle of the summer, and I'm averaging about 11 and a half cents a kilowatt, and they got nothing for me. <laughs> and I tell them, you know what? I'm doing this, and I didn't have to spend one penny. I just had to get on the right plan. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. There's some other tools also that can be helpful. Yeah, yes, they're right? yeah, like a free thermostat. Free thermostat. I'm really excited about that. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the things I'm, I'm most excited about um, that I'm working on in my current role um, is making sure that customers uh, know that there's a, a website available called the EPS Marketplace where they can go and they can get um, a, a, a smart thermostat at $0. They will have to pay shipping and handling and the tax. But, you know, a Nest thermostat, for instance, you know, those can go for well over $100. So that's, a, I think, a, a true value to customers. And then it's really easy to manage that thermostat. Any APS customer is eligible for Any that? Any APS customer is eligible to go to the that's APS That's a couple markets. million thermostats. Well, we partnered <laughs> with... <laughs> Wow. You know, I mean, some houses do have more than Boy, one unit. Carrie, congratulations so. <laughs> for pulling this one off. Well, we've, we've developed really great partnerships with companies like Google who who committed to a partnership with us to make up to 100,000 free thermostats available for APS's customers. And that was a huge commitment, I think, on Google's part. But we're doing similar campaigns with other providers like Ecobee um, and others. If you're not, you know, you don't prefer uh, the Google Nest, there's options for customers. Customers. And they can look at um, various choices on the marketplace to pick the right one for them. Well, one of the things I cover in what Arizona homeowners do wrong is I, they buy power wrong. And y'all have a program you can actually log on and you'll tell them if they're on the right program based on their lifestyle and their power consumption. 
That's correct. So there is there are lots of tools available on APS.com to find tips and tricks to save energy. Um, the rate comparison tool, I think, is what you're referring to. There, there will be a little bit of a delay while we transition to the new rates. But once a customer has transitioned um, to their new time of use period, rather, excuse me, not a new rate, but a new time of use period, after we've collected three months of usage data, then they'll be able to um, visit that rate comparison tool again, okay. because then it's caught up with uh, you know actual energy usage on the new time of use period, and then we can make best best uh, recommendations from there. Well, this, folks, this is about the greenest thing you can do: is get on time of use purchase plan and put off all your power consumption to off peak hours if the gas station that you go to and fill up sold gas for 250 a gallon 21 hours a day and then they sold it for 450 three hours a day when would you fill up so i tell people get on time of use it's going to be the trend of the entire utility industry globally it's going to be the way everyone's going to be set up get used to it now get acclimated to it, and start saving money. Yeah, absolutely, Rosie. So more than 60% of our customers are already on a time-of-use rate. That's 40% that are buying wrong. Well, there's <laughs> opportunities. I mean, customers make choices for all sorts of reasons um, and for, you know, comfort decisions. It's The option really does rest with a customer. It does. I am absolutely, in the same way that I'm a big fan of uh, pre-cooling, I, I wholeheartedly believe in time of use. I've, I grew up in, in the Valley. I've always been an APS customer. I've always been on a time of use rate. And it, you kind of get used to it, right? It's really about shifting that the uh, large appliance energy usage outside of that on-peak period. And then to your point, that's really where the savings exists. Well, I don't know when y'all started mailing this letter. I think I got this letter within the last two weeks or so. But we knew the letter went out because our office exploded with phone calls. Um, Rosie, what's this going to do to supercooling? Uh, what do I need to do? And you mentioned it's a it's a time uh, change. The rates are all going to stay basically the same. Demand limit meters and all that's going to be all that whole steady. The the commission, the Arizona Corporation Commission, voted for the the hours to change, but for the change to be revenue neutral. So there's a little bit of a, a change, but it's all designed to collect the same amount across all hours of the day. So there's there's still the incentive to shift the energy usage outside of the on peak period. But to your point, there's 21 hours where you're on the off peak pricing. Off peak. Yeah, and then all weekend, all weekend, and holidays. And holidays. Yeah. So so. Uh, the big question I had when I saw this, because I've, I fine-tune it and I watch it pretty close, uh, when will I know when my meter gets changed? Great question. Thank you for asking that. So there's a couple of ways. First, if, if you are an APS customer who's received this letter and you do not have your email address registered on APS.com, I would encourage you to go out there and do that right away. Because as soon as that transition occurs, we will send an email to the email on record. If we don't have an email on record for the customer, we'll send them, we'll make a phone call. But also, um, there will be bill messaging to remind the customers. And then if a customer goes to APS.com, there will be an alert box that pops up as well to let them know that the transition has occurred. Well, I'm sorry, but I do not remember what the old plan was. I remember when three to eight hit because we did get a lot of phone calls from families that said, you mean I can't come home and start the oven before eight o'clock? We are going to hear a lot of people very happy about this dialing back to seven. 
That's fantastic. We, we want our customers to be happy. We also want our customers to know that we want to help make sure that we are delivering clean, affordable, and reliable energy for them, and that there's lots of tools and tricks and ways to save that they can find out about on APS.com. And I'll get on my soapbox here for 15 seconds. People accuse me of being an energy hog and that I was hurting the grid by the way I manage my own personal consumption. But it's the greenest thing you can do. As soon as I cut your demand off in the middle of the afternoon, I'm saving you having to build another power plant. Well, that's exactly right. And also, if you're shifting that energy usage into the the middle of the day, for instance, that's when we've got an abundant amount of solar energy on the system. And we want to be maximizing that, right? That's when we can reduce that carbon carbon intensity that you want to get to in terms of, you know, APS, a couple years ago, we made a commitment to get to 100% clean. That's right. We're going to do that through technology, right? And this helps. This absolutely helps. helps. Super cooling helps. You're maximizing that solar energy on this system. We're going to go on a little break. We're here with Carrie Carnes, the, I love this title, Manager of Customer Technology. Romy, can you make a card where I could have that title? <laughs> Customer Technology. We're going to rock down to Electric Avenue And then we take it higher If you'd like to join the conversation in our open home hour, one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you. Text questions can be sent to 411-923. You can email info at rosieonthehouse.com. And, you know, jobs in technology require some frame of reference to technology. Whoa. Just, just, Whoa. just for reference, you know. <laughs> uh, I can use my Boy Scout compass. I haven't figured out GPS yet, but I can still figure. I can still use my compass. Well, if you want to up Does that the tech, count? The, up the tech part, there's an app for that. <laughs> oh well, I have to admit, uh, on on the on the platform of being totally transparent with our homeowners, I invited APS in here for very selfish reasons to save my office about 400 phone calls over the next couple of weeks. We're here with Kerry Carnes, the manager of customer technology for APS, here talking about the rate change that's getting ready to be made available to every APS customer in the state. What else do we need to say in this short segment that we haven't already said? couple of things. First, if customers would like to learn more about the change, they can go to APS.com slash new TOU to learn more specifically about the, the change in the time of use hours. Also, I, I would like to take one more opportunity to just um, encourage customers, if they're not already enrolled in APS Cool Rewards, to visit the APS Marketplace, check out the free thermostat opportunities, uh, and enroll your thermostat. If customers choose to participate in the Cool Rewards program, they get a bill credit of $35 a year. And that's an increase from last DR season, demand response season, and direct response to feedback that we heard from customers last season. So we're excited to continue growing that program. It is a valuable resource for our customers and also for the greater operation of, of the electrical grid. And I, I hope everyone gets on APS.com and, and registers as a customer portal. I'm in that portal all the time. 
it's a great tool. There's so much. Yeah. There's so much out there. So many, you know, tips, links to um, something I haven't even had a chance to talk about today. But home energy audits. You can have someone come in your house and help you focus on or identify opportunities to increase the efficiency of your home, which will also translate into energy savings. Energy savings on your bill. Um, we also have some free options. I was um, telling Rosie during one of the breaks about our virtual energy uh, checkup. That pr- tool was developed during the pandemic, but we've seen such great customer response to it. We're going to keep it. And through an app on your phone, you get connected to an advisor who for free will help you identify some energy efficiency opportunities in your home. So it's a great resource as well. Well, I know, I know it's a special holiday weekend, and I know I reached out to Jill kind of late, but I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your family holiday weekend to come in and share this information with our Arizona listeners. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm I'm excited about this news and I'm passionate about making sure that our customers are aware of the opportunities that exist for them to save and, and, and enjoy comfort in their homes, even through the hot summer months. Carrie, thanks a million. Really appreciate it. Well, we've got a lot more to cover in the next half hour. One of the things I want to talk about is we have an apprentice fair coming up with the Register of Contractors and with the state of Arizona, and it's going to be at Chase Field. It's going to be an opportunity for you, if you're considering a job in the building sciences industry, you've got to get to this apprentice fair. It's for anyone, any veterans of the armed forces. It's for college students that may be rethinking their six-digit tuition debt. It's for any graduating high school student. Come and see what is available as a career in the trades. It is going to be a great job. It's going to be a great career for the rest of your life. And the fair is going to be April 27th. Everyone's invited. It begins at 10 a.m. and it's followed by a Diamondbacks game at 1240. It's at Chase Field, April 27th at 10. Rosie on the house, registered contractor, state of Arizona, introducing you to the world of a career in the construction services industry. And the fair itself will be on Randy Johnson Way in front of the field, which I think is between, um, it's west of the station or the stadium between that and the restaurant road. Right. I'm, I'm guessing is what that, it's been a long time since I've been down there. To the field? It's just downtown. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, talk about downtowns. Again, like I keep mentioning about being in Tucson last week. I can't believe the changes. Tucson's got a lot of mojo going on right now. Man, that Rio Nuevo finally got caught on what they're doing down in Broadway. Uh, and I mean, they just finished putting that uh, uh, public transport system down there. And now they've got the whole thing torn up again, building out in every single direction. Uh, Tucson's got a lot of mojo going right now. A lot of mojo. All right, when we get back, it's Rosie on the house. And any question you might have, and I see Jana calling from Sun City. I want to answer your question, but I'm going to have to do it next segment. You hang on, dear. Sanderson Ford. Arizona is Sanderson Ford country. So 
this morning when the show starts at 8 o'clock, what's the first thing John Harper says? He says, Rosie, man, that new F-150 six-cylinder with 10-speed transmission, that's an awesome ride, man. Yes, it is. Ford is continuing to dominate in the world of pickups, absolutely, for 44 years, the number one pickup in America. And the towing features he had mentioned on it, just how well the, the tow hauler is operating and the load he was hauling on just that 150 and how well it was under control. It was. You want to tow something. We were talking about this with Pratt just just this week. You know, if you, there's a lot of other trucks out there. But if once you put it to the test, you see the Ford difference. The big Ford difference. And you hear a lot about a, a, about vehicle availability. Well, I'm on Sanderson Ford's website right now, sandersonford.com. And I can tell you they've got six Bronco Sports. They've got 19 Edges. They've got 16 Escapes. They've got two Expedition Maxes and five Explorers, among others, and a big inventory of used vehicles. So if you're in the market, for a new ride there isn't any reason not to stop by sanderson ford on 51st avenue in missouri south of glendale or go to sandersonford.com and you can shop get financed trade in everything online and they'll deliver the car to your driveway now how can you beat that the most award-winning ford dealership in all america right here in glendale sanderson ford one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie for you. If you'd like to join the conversation, text to four one one nine two three, or you can email info at rosieonthehouse.com if you've got a question for the program. We've got uh, Jane on the line, calling from Sun City. Welcome to the program. Yeah, um, I just want to come in. I've been doing the super cooling for a while now. Okay. And every couple of months, I get a little notice from APS that says, you were using so much energy, more energy than your neighbors. <laughs> and I'm like, well, of course, because I'm keeping my house cold all weekend long. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I that take... That and the fact that living in a retirement community, half my neighbors are gone. Yeah, right. Well, that's the other thing that you've got working <laughs> against you for sure. Um, and, and I get that same message. And then you have to take a look at that message in light of the big picture. Okay, I'm consuming more power, but when am I consuming that power? How am I consuming that power? And what is the net effect at the end? I'm consuming as much as 20% more in power than my neighbors immediately around me. But I know from visiting them, my bill is about 35% lower than theirs. I push all my demand off peak. On peak, I do not let anything come on at my house. So I'm not here with that demand charge. And I can consume more power. In a way, the utility company can take advantage of that. So yes, I will be happy uh, to visit with you personally. You can email me your uh, uh power bill we can visit about it i want to take a look at what you're spending total per kilowatt i want to know the size of your house and what temperature you like to keep it at and i can tell you whether or not you're being a responsible citizen or not but if you super cool 
the probability, especially in Sun City, when a lot of people leave for the, the summer, uh, the probability that you are consuming more power than your neighbors is that probability is very, very high. All right. We've been talking a little bit about how much I enjoyed getting down to Tucson a couple times in the last couple months. We had the Festival of Books, which is like the highlight event of the year for Rosie Romero. Uh, I did only come home with eight books uh, this year, so I was Jennifer's hero. Uh, but we were there last weekend for the Southern Arizona Home Builders Association home show. And I was just tickled to death with all the stories and the people that came up and told us about the difference we've made for them over the years. Made lots of new friends, didn't we? Got to meet them. I guess they were friends, but we got to see them, see their faces, and they got to see ours, so that was fun to connect. It was really crowded. A good lots crowd. Of, lots, of diff- lots and lots of people. Good, good, good foot traffic all three days. It was fun to find out everybody's stories, like you mentioned earlier. A lot of people coming from out of town. Moving here, we had talked to one couple that had just signed on their very first house that day. It was Friday, and they signed on the on the new house, and they ran over to the home show to see what they could find out. So, talked to a surgeon that had just moved in, had just closed escrow that week for his home. He was moving in from Houston. How many, how many California transplants did we visit with in that one weekend? Well, I would say half the people we talked to were from out of state, just moving yes. in, and had been there for anywhere from like one to five years, but. But a lot of them were from out. And we had one couple from Dallas, had um, a couple from Colorado, two different couples from Colorado. But the majority was California. You could tell if they were newcomers because as they walk up to the booth, they've got their hand out and they're getting ready to thank you for the broadcast, for the newsletters um, or the website. Or they have their hands behind their back and they're like, well, who are you? What are you doing? <laughs> you knew those were the newcomers. So it was great to be able to introduce ourselves to all these newcomers. It really was. Handed out a lot of calendars and a lot of bags. And, you know, our Tucson listeners are very loyal. I just saw the bag for our, the first time here, too. This, the bag, it looks terrific. It did? Yeah. We, got, we handed out a bunch of those. Our weekly to-do this week is kitchen faucets, and would you have guessed they've got it classified to 12, 13, excuse me, different types of faucets. There is the pull-out faucet, the pull-down faucet, single-handle faucet, double-handle faucet, (laughs) double-touch-free faucet, (laughs) hands-free pot fillers, water filter faucets, finish faucets. And then on top of that, you have to worry about what type of finish. Do you want brass, chrome, nickel, stainless steel, bronze, matte, or ombre, and... If you don't have a pull-down faucet, that for the sink and cleaning, you will never go back to one that doesn't have it. Whether it's single pull, double pull, it doesn't Amanda, matter. Miss Amanda's pretty happy with that. Well, I mean, just <laughs> even even when I do it. I, yeah. if, going back to a sink that has a stationary faucet. You, it's so limiting. Try, it, it, it really is. And the you just fi- want to yank it off the back of the, <laughs> the back of the sink and swish it around. And the finishes, you know, brass is hard to keep clean. I really like the the nickel or the uh, stainless steel or the ones I prefer, but that's completely a user's choice and uh, what you like to clean. But we go through all the different options, all the different types. If you have an aged one um, or you're looking for a little bit of update to modernize your kitchen area, you know, a new sink and a new faucet is a really easy way to do that without going overboard. If you're really into technology, you can say... Fill that bowl with two cups cold water. 
and the faucet does it. Voice activated. Voice activated faucets. I need eight ounces cold water. There it is. That's pretty fancy. See, I should be the technology customer support. <laughs> and and I would imagine that jumps a little bit. You'd have to worry about either batteries or finding out a way to hardwire it in um, so that you wouldn't have a battery application, which would be easier in a new construction. But yep. I'm not a big fan of adding something that requires batteries, no matter how nice or convenient it is down the line. Right, right, right. If, if it requires batteries, I... Uh... In the kitchen remodels you're doing, I'm reading online various articles that are saying that the pot fillers are actually very, very popular, and they're getting more of those installed. Is that they are? We're seeing we're seeing more and more of those as, and that really began with the trend to almost making your kitchen a commercial kitchen. When you when you go from a twenty two hundred dollar double oven to a fourteen thousand dollar double oven, when you go from a $800 cooktop to a $8,000 cooktop. When you go from a $1,400 refrigerator freezer to a $12,000 refrigerator freezer, a uh, pot filler just is one of the things that goes with that. And that's usually just stra- a straight cold water feed, isn't it? Generally, yeah. It can't, it, you could do it either I mean, way. you're going to heat it up. Yeah. And yeah. the hot water line is usually the first water line to go because of the heat can, expansion and contraction will wear out that material. So... Making sure it's a cold water supply line will just make sure it helps prevent leaks in the long term. What makes it very easy to uh, fill up over your cooking stove area and not have to transport a bucket of water. There's a nice picture of it in our home maintenance calendar. Uh, you've got the single pull, pull down, and then the, the back faucet. So there's a lot of kitchens that may have two or three. Oh, they, 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 they do. And I'll give... This notice out to any of you who haven't started your kitchen remodel yet. Um, for the last three to five years, uh, we have seen a huge, huge push to what we call white out the kitchen. White cabinets, white countertops, white flooring. Um, that's going to go away. You'll, we'll know exact. All, we'll know exactly when you remodeled your kitchen. <laughs> That's a first, definite trend. The first time when I bought my house in the first summer, I had to go through. Okay, the entire master bedroom was white. During the summer, five twenty, the sun is up. Six o'clock feels like nine a.m. <laughs> and I couldn't get back to bed because the the room was so bright. I had to find another color to kind of offset that white. Give you that space yeah. inside to protect. We're here at one 767 4348 Let's see if we can. What is what is Larry wanting to talk about? Hi, Rosie. It's hey, Larry. hey, man, you got in. How can I help? I hope I can help you. What are you What are you trying to get done? Well, I got I got a house in St. Louis. The roofer wants to put up something from Georgia Pacific. It's a four shield OSB sheeting rather than what I'm used to as plywood. And I see the benefits to him, but I've always thought that OSB falls apart when it gets wet. So I'm wondering, is there any benefits to the owner to using this newfangled thing? Well, Well, OSB isn't going to be your finished product. You're just going to have waterproofing on top of it. So if the roof is waterproofed, whether it's OSB or plywood, uh, 
it, it, it's, it's a non-factor as long as it's roofed right and it doesn't get wet. And Larry, I know what your concern is. I mean, when we started making this OSB 40 years ago, it had some real challenges with moisture. But we're using exactly the same binders and exactly the same glues in that as we use for CDX, exterior plywood. And I will tell you this, that the OSB actually tests out higher than a five-ply plywood as far as shear resistance. I have no hesitation at all using OSB for roof decks or shear panels, none whatsoever. So uh, you're, you're, you're in good shape, Larry. We appreciate you calling uh, uh, St. Louis. That's, that's sweet Jennifer's home turf. Uh, we've been there often. Um, let us know if you have any other questions as you continue the building process there. Let's see if we want to go to, I'm, I'm going to, I think I'm going to have to take this next one offline. Well, and we'll have to do it after the break. We can yeah. do a lot here at Rosie on the House, but we can't stop the clock. You can almost tell the time of year by looking at the data that we look at every week about what the most asked question of the year of the week is. The most asked question of the week this week is how do I keep woodpeckers from hammering my spark arrestor on my zero clearance fireplace from waking me up at five o'clock in the morning? It's their spring ritual. A woodpecker establishes his breeding domain by finding the noisiest thing he can make noise on and hammer it at sunrise to make sure every other male woodpecker knows this territory is taken. One way of distracting them is if you're comfortable or if you know someone that can do it is take a bottle of Tabasco and just sprinkle it over the entire top of your spark arrestor. Uh, that would generally uh, have them find something else. You may notice even the quail right now, it's the male and they're up high. You always see quail down on the ground. Right now, the quail are all up high and they got that single note mating call. Every We were trying to shoot a video in the backyard the other day. There was, a, there was a bird out there. It was so Couldn't noisy, we had to chase him away just to get the video done. <laughs> well, we had a number of texts that have filtered in since our interview with APS, one of, uh, well, I'd, I'd easily say Arizona's biggest uh, utility provider. And one of them said, all right, if we're not on APS, how do we get others to follow suit? SRP is changing as well. Well, I was going to say, usually what happens at ASP shortly filters down to the rest. Yeah. So yeah. it's... It's kind of follows suit. Um, somebody else says, well, why do they keep changing on peak and off peak hours? Why don't they just keep it the same? Well, they're trying to, it's called the ducks back. And you can go uh, find this on our website or search it, the, the utility ducks back. And it shows the consumption of energy throughout the day. And the highest peak is right where the end of the day comes and we lose the ability to maximize our solar generation. And so they're constantly trying to find a way to manage that peak without having to build more power, plant. power plants. So, you know, as people come to the valley, as we add industry and 
buildings going up everywhere. I mean, there's massive manufacturing plants. It seems like on every stretch of the freeway you can see going up. So it's it's they constantly change because the valley's constantly changing. This, Arizona's constantly changing. And this change is good for the APS customers. This change is good for Arizona homeowners. And then one gentleman said I had a advanced home systems installed 13 years ago and I haven't touched it since. <laughs> Do I need to adjust something ahead of this? And I would say yes. Call Steve back. Uh, he, he, he probably sh- 13 years ago? Is that what he said? Uh-huh. He probably should have checked about seven years ago yeah, when, this, when, when, when this plan first went into effect. So you'll you'll need to update that to to maximize your return on investment. Yeah, you you will want to take a look at adjusting that, as well as can, all your programmable thermostats, your recirculating pumps on the water heaters, your swimming pool pumps. All of that now can be changed. And what that computer does is it says, okay, I, I won't let the demand for this home exceed this benchmark that I set during on peak. So that way, if um, it, it can help you control, you don't accidentally turn everything on at one time during on peak and have this huge surge and big demand that inflates your bill for the entire month. The computer keeps that from ever happening. And with this change where they're increasing the off peak hours, you're going to be losing hours that you could be consuming electricity, that you're sitting on your hands waiting, and you don't have to. So on peak is going from a five-hour window to a three-hour window. This is good for Arizona. Two more hours where you have power cheaper. Yep, that's right. This is good. That's pretty cool. I had a quick, quick input. Timothy called. They had troubles with Woodpeckers, we were just talking about that being one of the most popular questions this (laughs) week. When he had a problem with one, he recorded it, doing it. And the next time it showed up, he played that recording, and the woodpecker never came back. Uh Hmm. I think that's pretty genius. I think we should try it. That is genius. And I'll tell you, another one I really liked was a homeowner uh, out at East Tucson, Tonka Verde, on a big lot. And he actually set up a, a, a noise blaster connected to a uh, oxygen tank and the release button was in his master bedroom and the horn was at the fireplace so every time that thing showed up and woke him up at five o'clock he just hit that air horn and blew the woodpecker over to the neighbor's house i thought that was pretty ingenious too but tabasco works if you're comfortable climbing up on your roof and spreading that with tabasco and the other question i always get well what about foam roofs and the woodpecker picking holes in the foam roofs that's generally generally not a big enough problem and if you're getting the the foam roof serviced and looked at once a year so they can they can touch up those little bitty areas um it's not that big a dilemma to worry about if they're ransacking an area then we got to take a look at uh, at why that could be it it could be a couple other sources but the foam roof isn't the problem and the woodpeckers aren't the problem they're finding feed in there that you shouldn't be there in the first place Little bugs eating the wood wood rafters yeah. under your decking. Man, we covered a lot today. Good night. Winter and lawn transitions at eight o'clock. Air conditioning at nine. That's right. And then open line and APS power rate change in ten o'clock. Gary answered all of your questions. Gary will have each hour up as an individual podcast here um, by about the time we're done eating lunch. <laughs> <laughs>